The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The go through some emails, check your calendar, see that you have a 45-minute break in the day between meetings, realize this is your moment. So you drive right to McDonald's to pick up something extra delicious ASAP meal. Thank you. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. Buy one of your select faves and get another for just a dollar every morning, like a sausage McMuffin or hash browns. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal valid when product served. Welcome to episode number 82 of the LSR podcast. My name is Matt Brown. Joined each and every week by the brightest minds in all the gaming industry with me. I have Dustin Galker. We do not have Adam Candy this week, but Dustin, we have a pinch hitter. We have someone stepping in for Adam. I mean, Adam's majestic hair is uh, still the star of the show. And of course, that that beautiful bass in his voice. But we do have someone stepping in here to take Adam's place uh, a little bit later in the pod. Yeah, so we brought in Matt Shook from PlayMichigan.com. I'm pretty sure he knows more about Michigan and what's going on in Michigan and uh, sports betting launch, online casino launch than I do. So talk to him and see what's what's the latest in Michigan. I, we're not doing the video this week, but I, I, I did get a pandemic haircut for my wife. I'm looking, looking not as quite as sharp as you, I'm sure, but we're, we're getting there. I'm glad that you do that. You know, uh, a fun fact about me, and this is uh, this is uh, maybe it's even more embarrassing than it is a fun fact. Do you know I get a haircut every two and a half weeks? Every two. I mean, every I, see, two and I, half I see you and your hair is always squared away. And yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah. that's yeah. every two and a half weeks. I know it is. Uh, it's been a weird thing here for the last like little while where I go in pretty much religiously. I like just put it on the calendar to where I can't get out of it. And it's like I just go ahead and pre make the appointment and it's on the calendar. And it's like, OK, that's just a thing that I have to go do. And I, I don't know if that's weird or not, but uh, every two and a half weeks. I mean, you have to you have to look good. You're on TV a lot, right? Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. There you go. Make me feel better. I do. I do appreciate that. Thanks a lot, uh, guys. As always, we are on all the places that you listen and take in your podcast. So go in, subscribe, rate, and review. We really do appreciate all of the five star reviews, all of the good, uh, all of the good words coming from you guys. We appreciate all those and uh, take those to heart. And of course, if you ever want to tweet at us at Dustin Galker, you definitely should follow him. If you want to follow me, I don't know why you would at Matt Brown M2. Of course, Adam Candy is Adam Candy 2 E's No Why. If you have any topics that you'd like us to hit on on the podcast as well, be sure and let us know. But Dustin, let's kick things off here. And this is seems to be the state that we continue to talk about. Will it, won't it? It is the girl that we, uh, it's the girl that we have asked out on dates so many times and she never really gives us an answer. Yes or no. She's just kind of like, you know what? Maybe one day we might, you know, we might actually go out on a date. So you don't know if you're striking out. You don't know if you're actually going to get to take her to dinner. What's going on in New York? 
Uh, so you're saying there's a chance that we'll legalize <laughs> online sports betting in New York. This is it's kind of crazy because we we just had this little a little tidbit of news, but because it's New York and because it's such a enigmatic state, they've been trying to legalize both online poker and sports betting for a while. Uh, so we had Governor Andrew Cuomo say during a televised COVID press conference where he's also talking about the state's budget shortfall. He he mentioned sports betting as a way to raise revenue. The state is looking to fill a fifteen dollar fifteen yeah fifteen dollar fifteen billion dollar budget gap, uh, and you know sports betting could play a role in that. So. Cuomo has been very standoffish on on sports betting, has kind of dismissed it as an option. So the fact that he like just barely mentions it, he's, he just basically says, "How how how do we? How, what are these other ways that we could raise revenue?" He mentions marijuana, legalizing that, the tax revenue from that, just throws out sports betting. Really, just and really, that's all he said. Just says sports betting, maybe like. Uh, so th- th- this is, you know, this would not be news really in a lot of other states, but because Cuomo has been kind of opposed to online sports betting and the fact that he mentioned it in a, in a very public setting, the, the you're looking for revenue. We have we have a shot here, probably not at the end of this year, but in the early 2021 in the spring, possibly in the spring where everybody, all the stars could align and we have online sports betting now this it, 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 I would not guarantee this by any stretch of the imagination. This is still this is still a long shot. I'd say it's very complicated. Everything that's going on in New York, it's tied up in possible federal stimulus funds, and wh- whether that will help New York, and that might make it less likely that uh, that online sports betting is legalized. But we but we do have a, a legit chance of seeing this through in twenty twenty one. I'm not sure I'd handicap it. It's I'd still say worse than a coin flip, but uh, there's reason for optimism at least. Yeah, and I mean the. Big thing here, of course, and we'll actually hit on the numbers in New Jersey in in just a little bit is, you know, we understand how massive this uh, that the appetite for the mobile sports betting products in New York is so incredibly high because we've gotten at least, you know, rough estimates. I don't think we've ever gotten the the real breakdown, but rough estimates of, of how much of that handle that keeps coming out of New Jersey is coming from New York. We know it's just a quick train ride across. You basically, I've actually talked to people in person um, when I was out in New Jersey uh, for the the, the DraftKings Sports Betting Championship uh, two seasons ago, I actually talked to people who lived in New York who said, yeah, like I have this crazy routine of where like I hop on the train and just take <laughs> the train directly across the border, get off and then get on the other train and turn around and go right back into New York and uh, and go home. So like they're literally just crossing the border to make bets there. And that's this money continues to just funnel out of the state. And we know that that's just a, a fraction of people who would be willing to, uh, to, to utilize this product. I mean, that's, that just lets you know, I mean, there is such an appetite that people get on a train to ride it just across the board or whatever. And then now think about the people who, if it's as easy as sitting on your couch in your underwear to sign up, um, we know that this is the, the, the crown jewel here for, of states that are realistic. You know, we, you and I both know California, Texas, Florida, uh, not really, not really happening anytime soon. So this is, uh, this is a big, big deal. Like you mentioned, even if it isn't anything more than a casual mention. Yeah. And again, I stress this just because we don't hear Cuomo, we've never heard Cuomo's talk about online sports betting in any kind of any kind of optimistic fashion. So the fact that he's floating it as an idea for revenue, that's a that, you know, that's a it sounds like a very minuscule thing, but it's kind of a big thing in New York. And I, I think it moves the needle. And I think, yeah, we have we do we have a legitimate shot. The fact that he brought it up in the setting, I think it was a meaningful thing. We, should, we might as well just move on to New Jersey rather than waiting, because that is we know that's a, a substantial part of, of 
of what's going on in, in New Jersey is, you know, we know from FanDuel, they've told us 25% of, of betting comes from people who live in New York and cross the border. That's a lot. And we just got the, the New Jersey numbers, $930 million in bets in November, up from a, a record of $800 million, just over $800 million the, the month before. This is a huge number. We could be looking at a billion dollars in bets in a month, next month possibly, with, with NBA returning and more college basketball and all that going on. So that's this this is i mean it's it is a small part of what a new york budget would get out of uh, out of legalized sports betting but this is something that you don't have to raise taxes on people or you don't have to cut something else this is this is new found money and it will be you know it's something that's there and uh, you don't have to you look no further than new jersey and the the way that market has grown astronomically uh you know especially in the in the months since the pandemic has uh, been going on and, and sports have returned there is a huge appetite for online sports betting in New Jersey and uh, you'd think New, New, New York would be silly to pass that up while it's trying to fill up fill a budget gap as well. Yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I I do believe after seeing these numbers that that December will bring us um will bring us a billion dollars in in handle for the month. Like you mentioned, not only we're going to have football, we're going to have all we're going to have you know the beginning of bowl games starting where people who don't care about college football at all uh, will bet on bowl games because they're just going to be on television and they're they're ever present for you there. We do have we will have a solid. Uh, you know, nine days of NBA uh, for mm-hmm. for people to bet on, including five games on Christmas Day, where people have nothing better to do than sit around and and bet on games, and and they're going to all be on you know marquee on the television and whatnot. And you know, we've had a couple of marquee uh, island games as well, which I think will help tick up handle uh, for the month as well. I mean, the the Ravens Browns game just from this past week as an example of that got massive handle talked to a couple of bookmakers who said it was the you know one of the biggest island games of the year because of just the the matchup there and what it meant and the and everything like that so yeah i'm i'm with you dustin i think that you know if we're only talking 70 more million that needs to come in to get us to that magical billion you add in nba you add in bowl games and you have some pretty marquee matchups in these island island games i i believe we get there yeah, and uh, I think there's important to note, and I think we've talked about this before, but the difference between uh, New Jersey and other online markets in Nevada, football is certainly big. It's a big part of things, but the volume of games uh, for everything else and, and the accessibility of an online app and live betting on them, and I, I know and we, we talk about how the apps in, New, in Nevada aren't great. The live betting options for all of this stuff in New Jersey are, are far greater. You're seeing a lot of this handle come in on that, and you know, NBA alone, NBA is huge. It's it's very big in Vegas, but it's even bigger, I think, in New Jersey and some of these nascent uh, sports betting markets in other states. So, yeah, I, I, I guess I, I, it feels like going out on a limb a little bit, but just because of that volume of games and the, you know, the start of the NBA season, a big Christmas Day slate again, I think that all turns into another record month for New Jersey. So let's uh, let's get out of Jersey and let's get to a state that has not yet legalized, but it looks like we might be headed in that direction, what is the latest coming out of Kentucky? Oh, it's it's the other way around. It's I mean we're going to get there in Kentucky, but we we have the the main 
person who's been sponsoring sports betting legislation in Kentucky, Representative Adam Koenig, has, has said he basically thinks it's dead for 2021 already, which is kind of which is kind of disappointing if you're in Kentucky and you see other states around doing it. And it's only it's already 2020, and we're like, well, I'm not going to get it done this year. There's there's all again it, the micro dynamic in any state is is complicated. Uh, it's a short uh, 30 day session. To get something done in Kentucky, you know, some, you know, a lot of people don't realize that legislatures just don't meet all year round. Sometimes it's very short. You know, we'll, we'll look to Texas and it'll have they only meet every two years. And that's why that's problematic to get something through there. So anyway, Kentucky, you know, it's, it's disappointing because this representative has been kind of on the forefront of this issue. He's really tried to push the issue. It would certainly make sense for Kentucky to, to, to get on the bandwagon, another state that can always can use cash to during the pandemic and to, to, to fill a budget gap, but it, it just doesn't look like it's going to happen. It's not impossible, but it doesn't look very likely. So we're already punting on 2021 for Kentucky, it looks like, and that's, that's one fewer state that we're going to see potentially legalize uh, next year. So let's uh, let's talk about Maryland. And we you know, we were talking about, listen, hey, they came in, made some noise in Pennsylvania. And with that, you know, Barstool kind of kind of arrived and we said, you know, but that being said, not available in most of the markets where a lot of these other players are now they have aspirations to definitely do that but they're taking a a little bit more measured approach which again listen from a business standpoint I don't I don't necessarily hate I don't think that's the craziest thing in the world but we did get some news out of there as to where Barstool will be expanding yeah, uh, so Penn National Gaming, the parent company that uh, deploys the Barstool brand earlier this year, obviously acquired a stake in Barstool to deploy it as a sports betting brand. Uh, it acquired uh, the rights uh, to, to uh, Hollywood Casino in Perryville, one of several commercial casinos in Maryland, uh, with a relation uh, did it through a relationship through a, a real estate gaming company that that owns a lot of the properties that uh, that bar that uh, yeah sorry Penn National already operates. So. This was a natural fit. Uh, it's already Hollywood Casino, which is the brand that uh, that actually that, that Penn National deploys everywhere. So this is, you know, we don't know exactly what Maryland's going to look like for sports betting. Remember, November, we, we saw the referendum. Marylanders voted to have sports betting. Legislature has to come back here in 2021 and approve uh, a regulatory legislative scheme of how that's going to look. But, you know, it's probably going to be tethered to the casinos and in Maryland, so this is a well, this is market access for them, and uh, I'm sure other uh, other sports betting operators that want to get into Maryland here, uh, you know, big states, uh, lots of sports fans, obviously, like a lot of states. Uh, you know, this is this is the avenue in. Um, Coincidentally, we, we don't, 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 didn't have stock on the rundown, but Penn National is trading near $90 today, which I, I, I don't particularly know why that's happened recently, but it is now, it's now near now nearly triple, or, I mean, nearly 30 times what it was at the start of the pandemic when it was trading just under $4, which is a crazy ride for a stock and seems to be entirely built, uh, t- built upon the possibility of Barstool doing well in uh, in markets across the country. Yeah, I mean it is uh it, it'll be, you know, I think the story kind of of 2021 for us is how this starts to shake out with you know some of these other brands. I mean, listen, we know where DraftKings and FanDuel stand 
pretty much everywhere. But we've had this, you know, big push from BetMGM. We've had them come out on a we've had them come out on multiple times now and say, you know, their their goal is not to just kind of sit back. Like they really want to move up as far as market share. I mean, they've doubled down and tripled down, it seems like Dustin at this mm-hmm. point, saying that they are, you know, going to be a major player, if not the number one, but the number two, you know, in all these markets that they're in. We estimated when this thing first started, we were like, you know, hey, look, the, the MGM brand is pretty synonymous with casino and casino play across the country, but it didn't seem to translate right at first because, of, you know, maybe maybe how they went about things and some marketing and, and whatnot, but they've shifted all of that. And, uh, you know, Barstool is going to be right there trying to make some noise as well. So I think the uh, the race for number three in 2021 and then can those can whoever shakes out at number three in 2021 kind of actually make a move on DraftKings and FanDuel in 2022 will probably be what we're we're really focusing on outside of the the new legislation. Yeah, absolutely. We're we're just short of getting the Pennsylvania numbers. That's the only market Barstool is is currently in still for online sports betting. So, we'll see those Pennsylvania numbers. We'll see whether Barstool is uh, challenging for for number two, they're certainly not going to be challenging number one yet in Pennsylvania. But uh, you know, again, they've they've pushed that growth path that they're going to be. You know, they don't need to do a whole external marketing. They're just going to convert existing fans and and start making uh, a crap ton of money. So we'll see if that's bearing out in the short term uh, in in Pennsylvania when those numbers come out. And we'll talk about it on this podcast next week. So uh, this isn't on the rundown here, and don't mean to put you on the spot here. Just a just a quick little note that I think pa- they, that came across as well that. Um, Hard Rock is actually going to be entering the space as well. I saw that they they announced that through a press release. They built out a, a team here with a familiar face, a guy that you and I both know from the from the DFS days, and then went on in, into the sports betting realm and, and Matt Primo. So you know, um, another another entity will be entering you know, here, I imagine at some point in 2021, we'll kind of be starting to throw around their weight. And, you know, you and I both know, especially from the DFS days where, you know, Primo and his team, at the very least, I expect some creativity from those guys. I mean, they did some different things with Victiv, with their DFS product that nobody else was doing, and they were willing to try out new things and see if the market adopted it or not. And so, you know, you and I talk about innovation is always better for everyone. It helps it it inspires other people to be better and it's also better for the consumer as well. So, uh just a, a little bit of news that did come out in the industry that I'm actually fairly excited about. Yeah, so uh, Hard Rock International, obviously the Hard Rock branded casinos across, uh, you know, in in Florida and elsewhere in the world. Uh they have a, a new digital arm that they're doing and like I said, this is the uh some of the exec team from the stars group with poker stars etc that was acquired by flutter and then some of those folks left and are are, are part of this this digital team that's going to run it for for hard rock uh, they are already in the in the space online casino uh, and sports book in new jersey so uh, this just really kind of c- cements that they're going to be you know making a bigger push too everybody's making this push you know established established brands are seeing the future i think we saw we're seeing it with win too which has been very quiet until recently but they're launching sports bet sports book and casino as well they have it in new jersey they're going to be looking to deploy it other places so 
everybody's coming. It's uh, every time you think we're kind of done with uh, with companies trying to get in the space, you know, Hard Rock's going to make a bigger push here with with that team. And you're right, it's, it'll be interesting to see what they do. A bunch of of industry vets who uh, are, are probably hungry to, to to build something and do something cool. So we'll see. And uh, before we before we go to the other uh, Matt, let's uh, let's talk about one of the things that started circulating on the Twitter machine. I saw it. I ended up just staying out of it. It's just like. <laughs> People trying to put a number on every state being legal for sports betting. And you and I know because we followed all this, the drama with with everything that, that comes with gaming. I mean, whether it be within the poker before, you know, poker preceded DFS and then DFS and then, you know, sports betting has has followed DFS. But we know that there are some states out there that are going to be and I guess we can't say never or what we can say maybe is never in our lifetime anyway, that are very, very hesitant to get anything done to pass anything. It's just been the way that they do and way that they handle gaming and so there was a lot of people out there who were trying to put a number on oh will it happen i think those number was something ridiculous like by 2022 or something by 2023 but eh, i know you stepped in and were like yeah that's just uh that's just not gonna happen yeah it's just i just get tired of people throwing stuff around right that's i I mean i i try we tried our best to to educate people and put reasonable expectations on what what the sports betting industry is going to look like so somebody in in venture capital with three hundred thousand followers says uh, retweeted somebody and said, Oh, every state's going to have legal sports betting by the end of 2023. And I'm like, this is nonsense. It's not true. That's not even, and and this is not even, this is not speculation. There will, this is, this is, I can guarantee you, you can bet any amount. I will book any amount of money that you want to bet against me that sports betting will not be legal in all 50 States by the end of 2023. We have two States that have zero forms of gambling at all uh, that will not have sports betting definitely in our lifetimes, Utah and Hawaii. This, this is not going to happen. Maybe Hawaii happens in the long term. Utah just not going to happen. And, that, and that's not to mention a, a bunch of other states. I mean, we just pushed Kentucky back to 2022 uh, at the earliest, probably. We, you know, we talk about these large states. Yes, there are ways that California, Texas and um, and Florida and even New York could legalize sports betting in the, in the next several years, but I'm not betting a, a four state parlay that all four of those get done in the next three years. That would be, I mean, I, I'd be, that'd be an amazing result, but that's not just, that's not the state of being in sports betting. This is, it's still going to be complicated for a lot of these states. And that's not even to mention, yes, we've had legal sports betting in, in over half the states, but some of those states are you know, just retail locations, sometimes just at tribal casinos. This, we're, we're, we're talking, quote unquote, legalizing sports betting. If you're not legalizing statewide online betting as a part of this, you might as well not be bothering. We can see that in plenty of, we see plenty of examples of that. New York being one of them. Where, I was going to say New like, York being like the prime example where yeah, they don't yeah. even like, they don't even like show up. We don't even talk about the numbers. Like, I mean, we don't even talk about New York at all because we're like, yeah, I mean, no one's driving to upstate. No one's driving to upstate New York to those casinos to go bet. Yes. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's an insignificant amount of money. There's the four commercial casinos, which we see the reported numbers There's tribal casinos. They're probably doing something, but this is all, no, yeah, these are all upstate. They're far from New York City. People aren't driving from New York City to upstate casinos to go bet. They're like you said, they're driving, they're going across the across the river and betting in New Jersey on online apps because that's easier. So, but yeah, it, it just it, I don't know why I got so fired up about this. But it, I just see it's misinformation. Really, it's not it's not a hot take. It's a it's it's a bad take. 
it's a incorrect, right. in fa- unfactual take. It's not right at all. And I, and I just, when I see people throwing stuff out there, it's like, just stop. This is like, I'll tell you what's going to happen. This is not reality. 50 states are not going to have sports betting within the next whatever, three years. You've heard us talk, you know, multiple times here on the podcast outside of the family at, you know, legal sports report. We have a bunch of sister sites. We have, you know, you've heard us talk online poker report. You've heard us talk the lines. You've heard us talk play USA. We've had people on from, from various sites with all of those as well. Well, we also have several pages that are dedicated to specific states. So if you live in a state where, you know, online sports betting and online gambling happens to be legal or is soon to be, uh, be sure and check out any of our network out there of those sites because we keep up, you know, every every single bit of news that comes out of those states, we will post on any of those sites. And one of those sites is play Michigan at play underscore Michigan on the Twitter machine. If you want to go ahead and give that thing a follow, if you are following the Michigan market, um, Matt Shook is running that for us. And as Dustin mentioned at the top has more knowledge on things that are going on in Michigan than just about anybody. And he's going to join us here to talk a little bit about the great state of Michigan. Matt, appreciate you joining us here today. I mean, listen, we're, you know, as we talk about some of these other states, we talk about New York, we talk about what's going on in these other states, we talk about new books opening in the states that are already legalized and and all that. And, you know, we we talk a good bit about Michigan on here, but man, we are glad to have you here because Michigan being one of the states we are very, very excited about. Yeah, first time, long time. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Matt. Again, uh, you've done a great job covering it over at Play Michigan. So I, I figured rather than me rambling on about Michigan, and we're, we're we're hopefully not that far away from a launch, possibly less than a month. So other than that, that kind of intel where we're, we're looking at January as a, as a launch day, what's the latest for, for sports betting and online casino in Michigan? Yeah, like you said, January, they're talking early 2021 officially, and the Michigan Gaming Control Board went as far as to to be more specific about that and said mid-January. So at this point, as we talk here uh, a week before Christmas, we're looking at about mid-January for sports betting and casino, looking at launching them probably the same time. And because we've had these delays, because we've had kind of this time over these last couple months, it appears that instead of maybe one, two, or three operators going at the, at, the, at the start, I anticipate that there's going to be more operators that are pretty much on the start line. And uh, if not on the start line, very close behind. We know that the maximum of operators for sports betting will be 15 here online in Michigan. Same for online casino, same for online poker. Certainly, we don't expect online poker to have anywhere close to 15, even in a mature market. But yeah, wheels are finally in motion. A lot of people here, uh, you talk about the Twitter <laughs> account. I think it's every day people are saying, why isn't this happening or complaining? <laughs> about every bit of news saying, you know, we could be betting on football this weekend and it's not happening. So people are excited. And uh, well, yeah, we're welcome, welcome to my here. life multiplied by every state that has never legalized online <laughs> sports betting and online poker. Well, I think it is your fault at the end of the day, end of the day right? right. Uh, so Matt, then, you know, you, you mentioned the, op- the, the number of operators. What do we know about the operators that will be uh, that will be launching there. And let's not talk about just from a sports betting angle, but if you, you know, it, from what you've heard from a casino angle and even from a poker angle. 
Yeah, so um, it's a lot of the the ones that you guys talk about every week. Of course, the FanDuel's and the DraftKings and the BetMGM's. Bet Rivers was just expanding its front uh, its footprint kind of around the the Midwest here, and then you got the Fox Bets, the Points Bets. Uh, William Hill and Barstool is going to be right at the star line too. Bet America coming in Golden Nugget, obviously a little bit more of a, a casino brand there. Parks Casino, which is only in Pennsylvania right now, they've got the the uh, the flagship casino there in suburban Philadelphia, but now. Now that's going to be partnered with the Gun Lake Tribe over in the Grand Rapids area. But what's interesting most to me, and, and Win, I'd be remiss without mentioning Win's, Win Bet as well. But uh, the three uh, tribes, three of the twelve tribes here in uh, in Michigan that are federally recognized, three of them are kind of branding their own online gambling apps as their own. So you know, it's interesting to me. Obviously, it's interesting to see how the numbers will fall with all the major national brands that we talk about and, and global brands, really. But uh, Firekeepers, Four Winds Casino, and Soaring. Eagle kind of go it on on their own quote unquote local brands here in Michigan. Um, they're, they're brands that people know they advertise uh, their casinos on, on sporting events throughout the state and have for many years. So for them to be entering the market and seeing uh, how that goes, you know, they're, they're partnered with uh, back end companies like GAN and, uh, and Camby as well. So it's not like they're, they're slouches and don't know what they're doing. So that'll be another wrinkle here as I think there's a lot of lessons that a lot of States can learn from Michigan, but one of them being the relationships between the tribes and the commercial casinos and the state government here in Michigan and how that's all kind of worked out uh, the positives and the negatives for it. Yeah. And there's a, I mean, there's a model for that rivers, uh, bet rivers brand, which is has casinos in, in Illinois and, and Pennsylvania has done well in New Jersey as well with the, with the, with the, their Pennsylvania casino across the border in Philly. Uh, like the, the local brands have a, have a shot at this, you know, you know, rivers is a little different. They've had the, they have the, the back end rush street interactive, which is, which is they're, they're pointed toward online gambling, but you know, Colorado, we've seen, seen, uh, brands go it alone and, uh, we'll, we'll see how it, how it goes. I'm I'm not sure that will work, but it does let them, you know, let does let them keep more of the revenue rather than just partnering with somebody and letting them run it. So there's there's a there's there's, there's something interesting there, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic plays out. Yeah, certainly they're not going to be in the top. You know, we're not talking about right. them knocking off FanDuel or DraftKings, but yeah, how that works out and what kind of market share they're looking at, because you know the the tribes, while the tribal casinos don't report monthly numbers because they're not beholden to the Michigan Gaming Control Board for regular casino. Play, Play. Uh, they will be because they're under the Michigan Gaming Control Board umbrella for the online because you can obviously bet uh, off the uh, the reservation land. So, yeah, it, but how Firekeepers does, how Soaring Eagle does, uh, and again, it's certainly not going to be even in the top four or five for, for the state, especially at the beginning. But if they're able to get a good chunk of revenue, maybe that will be a model that other tribes can look at in other states and say, oh, there is a way for us to to get in on the game, too, as well. Matt, I know that it's not a short drive by any stretch of the imagination, but we talk about these guys, you know, taking the train over from New York to New Jersey. I know it's probably about two hours from Detroit. It's probably about two hours from Grand Rapids, a little bit shorter from Kalamazoo. But have you heard anecdotally of people driving across to place bets in Indiana? Because that, that being the closest market and again, with it being, you know, mobile, they're, you know, really just have to cross the border right there. Have you have you heard of that happening? 
Yeah, I have done the the Indiana border there. I don't live close to there, so I don't know a lot of people that I talk to on a daily basis. But yes, I have heard of people driving over the Indiana border and getting some bets in. So obviously that's going to help their mileage and their wear and tear in their car, especially in the winter months. You don't want to really be driving anywhere here in Michigan uh, come this time of year. But uh, yeah, that's going to be something that's going to be helped out. And now we'll probably get the reverse of that for at least a while. We know that Ohio is moving towards uh, going legal and, and, and starting their own thing. Uh, as time goes on, but there will certainly be at least a, a short period of time, whether that's a few months or more than that, a year plus for Ohio residents to cross the border, maybe even come into Michigan from Toledo and uh, maybe get their bets in. I'm, I'm glad we got geographic Matt Brown uh, appearance here yeah. without even any prompting from me. You knew where I was. I mean, come on, this is my thing. You know, this is my thing. Canada too. I mean, you, you mm-hmm. still can't cross the border from Canada to the United Correct. States, right? They've, they've banned us because we're awful at the, at mm-hmm. the pandemic. But well, someday, you, 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 know, you know, there's going to be a lot of people trying to get that waiver to, uh, you know, because <laughs> uh, essential workers can cross if you have certain reasons and get waivers. So I'm sure that uh, maybe some essential workers will bring over some phones of some of their friends after Michigan launches and, and maybe try to figure something out. Although, of course, I wouldn't suggest anyone do stuff like that. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, but yeah, Canada, obviously looking at legalizing uh, or at least lifting the ban on sports betting but the you know in normal time probably a lot of crossover from Mm -hmm. from canada potentially when that happens the other thing i wanted to do with you is kind of um, i mean talk a little bit more on the micro level of of breaking down the market like the the dynamic here is interesting because everybody's gonna a lot of places we've seen staggered starts you gotta you gotta first mover advantage DraftKings has enjoyed that some places fandal has enjoyed that some places i'm i'm really interested to see what mgm does here they have the the flagship casino in detroit one of the three commercial casinos that 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 brand recognition of mgm like obviously the, the the national brand exposure yes people know that but you have a you have a local brand with the casino in Detroit. And I think that, I think that's compelling. And if they start off a level playing field with everybody else, might, might they be number one in, in Michigan? Yeah. I think that that's one of the only couple outside of uh, FanDuel and DraftKings that would have a chance for it. But like you said, FanDuel and DraftKings, just like everywhere, we've been inundated with ads for daily fantasy for five plus years here. So <laughs> everyone knows those brands and a bunch of people already signed up through their, their fantasy apps too. But like BetMGM, as far as brand name recognition, you're, you're exactly right. And, uh, you know, we're already getting the ads. Jamie Foxx is on our TV now. You can't watch Lions games <laughs> and everything else without Jamie Foxx being in your living room now. So we certainly know all about BetMGM here. They've got the, the promos going as well. And But then, I, you know, you got to throw Barstool in there too. Uh, the stoolies, they're everywhere, obviously. So they've got some brand recognition. I don't know how much that translates with the, the sports betting market. but And I don't put them on the, the level of DraftKings and FanDuel in terms of where they're going to land at least initially here in Michigan. But yeah, BetMGM is probably the interesting one because they had that big influx influx of money. They've got uh, the brand recognition. If it's going to work somewhere, it's going to work here in Michigan. So we'll see if that comes true for them. Matt, before we let you go, one of the things that we do, and uh, you know, if we go back and, and, and tally up our predictions. They're probably pretty terrible, Dustin. I can't remember us ever getting anything like, you know, really nailed and right, but let's go ahead and do this. And uh, so once, once we launched there in Michigan, Matt, and we're talking to you and it's two years in where mm-hmm. in the pecking order, do you expect Michigan to be when we're talking all these numbers and we're talking, uh, you know, how much money's going through there, obviously a massive, massive sports state, not only from a collegiate level, but from a pro level as well. I feel like it's going to hit the ground running and, and really, really take off. But uh, what say you? 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. And maybe I'm being a homer. I don't know if that what that even means in this context. But yeah, I, I think so, too, that, you know, a little bit more population than New Jersey. Certainly, they've got a huge head start and recognition and, and getting folks all signed up. And the New York City thing uh, changes their numbers a little bit for, for the positive end for them. But yeah, it's going to be right up there. Uh, you talk about Indiana, you know, neighboring states that so much more population here in Michigan and, and a little bit more um it's a more of a gambling ready state, right? We have 20, 23 tribal casinos. And then here in the commercial casinos in downtown Detroit as well, folks are used to gambling. Folks are used to watching sports all the time here, especially during the winter months. And now that you can't watch your teams win here in Michigan at all, <laughs> uh, the pro or the college level, at least you can maybe put some bets down and uh, possibly get that going. So yeah, I think it's going to be a monster. Uh, will it be a monster in January now that the, uh, the NFL regular season will be over by the time it launches? Yeah, I don't know. And, and certainly uh, it's going to take some, take some time to get the momentum built. But as far as the states that are out there, uh, I don't know why uh, in a year, two years, why it can't be right up there with New Jersey and uh, putting up huge numbers. Uh, yes, the old hate bets. I was talking to Absolutely. I was talking to Johnny Avello from from DraftKings last week, and he said the uh, the the New York New York New Jersey market has completely turned on the teams up there, and they're getting all spike bets on the teams now up there. It's oh, like yeah. everything is against them as opposed to for them. Where as like the numbers coming out of Tennessee, it's like the number one bet team every single week is the Titans, like no matter what, and and, and for the Titans, and instead now it's like everybody betting on the opponents of the of the New York. Teams. It's great. It's great. Oh, the same same thing here, except uh, you can add Ohio State to that list too. Everyone's <laughs> going to be like, if you if you hate that Ohio State's winning all the time, like they have for many years now, at least you can make some money off of it. I'm not providing advice, but that might be what people are thinking here in Michigan. I, I heard Matt, I heard Matt Brown. I heard you were on the wrong side of that. Of yes, that Browns yes, game. that was Yikes. fun. That was neat. That, that, was a, that was a good time. <laughs> Honestly, though, it's one of those things where I'm like, you know what? I just I just kind of laugh at all the unbelievably amazing ways we can lose bets. So I, I, I just kind of laughed that one off. Fortunately, done it long enough to where that one didn't hurt. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was amazing. Matt, where can people find you? Where can we find all of the stuff that's going on in uh, Michigan? Yeah, we've got a great live updates page on playmichigan.com that's got all the information. As, uh, just about as quickly as I learn it, I get it up on the blog. So definitely check that out at playmichigan.com. The Twitter handle for the website is play underscore Michigan. Uh, that's probably the second place where the, the, the information can be found. And uh, personally, it's Matt underscore, and then my last name, Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, and then another underscore after that for Twitter. Uh, way too much Pistons tweeting, but uh, excuse that, and uh, there'll be plenty of games information on there as well plug plug pl- plug the pistons yeah i'm also uh, the host of the locked on pistons podcast it's part of a national network of uh one per every team so whatever team you like you, there's probably one out there for locked on rams or whatever team you like so the locked on pistons is mine and uh, a daily short show on uh, the detroit bad boys who wow it's been fun to come up with content with them the last few years that's for sure matt appreciate it and as soon as we get launched there in michigan and we have a little bit of a sample size we'll have you back on we'll talk about everything that's going on there i really do want to hear you know what it looks like when you watch a typical game once everything gets live like how many how many ads are you getting what's going on there with all that how many billboards are you seeing what are you hearing on the radio uh looking forward to all that so appreciate the time today buddy yeah thanks guys anytime
Yeah, Dustin, I mean, that's one of the things we'll uh, we'll definitely start doing, you know, getting some of our writers on from our network. I don't know if people know how vast our network is out there, but, you know, all of the news for these individual state sites where, you know, if it's not like major national news, a site like LSR isn't going to cover it. But, you know, anything that is happening within a state that has anything to do with gaming news, if you go to, you know, any of our sister sites, you're actually getting everything kind of on a ground level right there. Yeah, not saying we don't cover Michigan or cover Michigan well at, at Legal Sports Sport Online Poker Report too, but Matt just lives and breathes this stuff. He's we we did a documentary about Michigan. He was on that, and it's uh, he, he he's brought a level uh, of reporting to uh, nobody else is covering Michigan gambling the way he is. So it was great to have him on, and I'm sure we'll do that with some other writers down the road. We'll close this out with something we brought up last week that, you know, we we brought up gambling and uh, that uh, our, our current sitting president had decided to bring up the, the bookies, you know, uh, that was how, how you use the term of how big of a favorite he was and uh, how in the world could he not have won whenever the bookies had him at such an incredibly high percentage to win. And uh, here instead uh, on the other side of this, now we have people who are kind of like, Hey, by the way, uh, I, uh, I want some money off of this. <laughs> yeah, but actually, actually, there's some the the story that that I read was funny. There's a bunch of people who who absolutely 100 percent still believe that Donald Trump won the presidency. This we all we know this is the case in at least the United States that that something like a little more than half of Republicans, despite uh, the Electoral College casting its its electors for Joe Biden, uh, that's many people still believe Donald Trump. One and th- there is in a segment of this population, and, and this is this this story in particular from the Daily Beast in the UK. Uh, talked to people who, who had bets at Betfair, and these people are still convinced they 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 started settling bets at Betfair, and these people are so convinced that the the election was rigged and that they that Trump will still be inaugurated in January that they are they are they're looking at lawsuits against Betfair, uh, <laughs> the, the 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 title person anonymous quote unquote Helen says she's lost approximately a hundred and forty thousand euros and believe the believes the election results will be overturned is joining other betters and accusing gambling sites of wrongly calling the election for for biden this this whole this whole thing is is this continues to be wild and yeah, we've talked we've talked we talked about presidential election betting and people are like it's it's great for it's great press for the sports books if the if it were to happen here in the united states there's a ton of interest there would be you know we, t- we talked about how much money was changing hands on the exchanges in the uk probably at, at offshore sports books but now you see like you get you have pissed off betters who like confronted with the reality of the election still think they got they think they're getting ripped off by a sports book and the and a, lig, a, rig, a rigged election like maybe maybe you don't want to deal with this if you're a sports book oh, yeah, like, it's kind of it's kind of the whole thing is wild to me and this story is is you know it, it's a little it's funny but it's also a little bit of problem gambling because like these people are, are listening to trump and it's like oh this is a rigged election i'm definitely going to win and they're there's hammering down more money on Trump at, at ridiculous prices and, and losing money. And it's just like, I don't know, the whole thing is wild. It's a, it's a wild political world we've gotten ourselves into. And it's and the intersection with the betting part of it is, is, is consistently interesting. Yeah. I saw one of the sites out there say today that they were, they were not actually going to pay out until January the 6th, whenever it was actually officially official, because like they don't want to deal with all the nonsense that's going on out there, which like you said, I think maybe now through all of this, if the books did want it before, Maybe they're having second thoughts a little bit because, yeah, this is this is a headache. 
Yeah, you're, you're, like, you're, you're like there's some amount of people who would be betting on this. Who apparently, if you had this in at a legal U.S. sports book, there'd be a number of Trump supporters apparently who believe that they should not that these books the bets should not have been settled that they actually should be refunded or something like that. Man, that's a, that starts to be a headache. This is again, this is a weird dynamic because this has never happened. We've never had this dynamic with a presidential election. Like usually, the person loses. We we all we all agree this person won and this person lost. And there's some amount of uh, a large amount of people not some large amount of people who who believe the this is this is not a settled matter and that the the election was quote-unquote rigged uh, so you know, it's we go into this people think lots of sporting events are rigged too i mean and it, i guess i guess sports survive that but it's uh it's it, 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 this look this kind of sheds a light on what the problematic part of of election betting and you know moving forward god only knows we if we have this kind of dynamic every year who knows if the the, the loser says i i didn't actually lose the, the the election was rigged. Like, I don't know if I'm a, if I'm a sports book that the, the juice, the, the orange is worth the squeeze, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, guys, as always, every single story that we talk about here on the podcast, you can find a written version over at LegalSportsReport.com. So please go over there and uh, take in all of the awesome work that everybody is doing over there. As we mentioned, you can follow uh, Matt and play Michigan at play underscore Michigan. You can follow Dustin at Dustin Galker. You can follow me at Matt Brown M2 for Dustin. I'm Matt. Talk to you guys next week. The go through some emails, check your calendar, see that you have a 45-minute break in the day between meetings, realize this is your moment, so you drive right to McDonald's to pick up something extra delicious ASAP meal. Thank you. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. Buy one of your select faves and get another for just a dollar every morning, like a sausage McMuffin or hash browns. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal valid when product served. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.